Asian Avengers. So weak. The Asian <laughs> Avengers. So weak. So, so fuckable, bro. You know? Whoa. Whoa. There's five Asian guys together. Wow. Together. Did you ever um, go through a stealing phase? Do I think everyone should have a gun? Maybe. Or you can look me up. I don't care. I'll fight you. I don't care. You want to get high as fuck? You, you like opium? And welcome back to another episode of Asian Not Asian Podcast, the podcast where two Asian guys not from Asia talk about American issues no Americans care about. I am your host, Fumi Abe. And I'm Mike Nguyen. Today is 9-12, day after September 11. Nice. A day, okay. a totally normal day. No big deal. <laughs> yes, let's... <laughs> totally normal day. Nothing happened there. Totally By the way, we day. got some nothing. Uh, ho- no horrible days. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, we got an email that was like from some I don't know PR person who's like, "Hi guys, uh, you know, as as your podcast is getting ready for nine eleven, we thought we'd recommend these guests." And I felt oh, bad. Right, I was I like, saw that. I was like, "Fuck, should we do like a special nine <laughs> eleven episode?" I, I felt bad I about, that, about that. I thought about that. The only thing I can think of was uh, we could talk about like everybody always has like their 9-11 story, like what they were doing because everybody remembers what they were doing. But, oh. and, and, and if anything, it'll just be again hilarious. I mean, sorry that it's funny, but it's that because like I was in college and I think you were like a sperm or something like that. So yeah, I was in like, sixth grade. Yeah. I yeah. Was 12. So it'll be it would be interesting. <laughs> but um, but anyways, uh, good times. Uh, good times. So. Oh, wait a second. Let me let me plug some stuff up top because we got some exciting yeah, things it. happening. We have merch out. You can get Asian Not Asian merch. Uh, a lot of you guys are buying it. Thank you so much. Just go to asiannotasianpod.com slash merch. Um, it's great it's cool stuff please wear it and then take a picture um get your dick sucked and then post it on instagram <laughs> not a, not the fellatio part but the fashion part post it and then uh if you're listening to this on your phones as always please take a screenshot post it on uh instagram stories tag us at asian that asian pod i want to start today's episode with a little story of the week uh i haven't done this in a minute man because uh i just got back the reason why i'm in my pajamas right now is because i just got back uh late last night from a real life in-person college show i haven't done a college wow. show since since like january i think it was the last time i did it and yeah. it, it was uh the colleges i don't know why i always get booked for these small ass schools i always get this is lebanon valley college in anvil Whoa. pennsylvania have you heard of this place? yo you you know it's a small place in america when it's named after the middle east you know what I'm yeah saying? yeah well apparently like if, like if you go to like jerusalem nevada it's like 100 people there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, apparently there's like 60 cities named after Lebanon in America, which is ah. like a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in in the Bible it says there's like a nice river by it or something like that. But this place was oh, landlocked. Funny. This place was landlocked as fuck. They had no rivers. So <laughs> no river. Anyways, yeah, I went. You know, it was 9/11. Um, you know, it was pretty chill. Uh, it, it was interesting because like uh, I realized that you know it was like the kids I was playing to. They weren't even alive during 9-11, you know? Yeah. It was, like, the first time I was like, oh, you guys don't even, you know, like, you guys don't even really fucking know. You know what I mean? This is, like, oh, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't even fucking, yeah, I was 12, but I was like, Yo, you don't even yeah, like, yeah, like, you don't even know, okay? I was in sixth grade. I was with Bobby, <laughs> with Bobby Johnson, and me and him were watching on TV. Okay, yeah. So, um, Real shit. It was, it was cool. It was outside. They had, like, a really nice setup for us. There was about, like, 60 kids. They were all sitting in the lawn, and, like, the social distance was you know at play here but they like left so much distance between me and the kids it was like oh, cause six six feet i get it was like 50 feet i'm like this feels racist like i don't like this feels <laughs> this feels like you think i have corona aids and like ching chong you know what i'm saying i was like okay well i can't this is i can't do comedy like this so i just took the mic and i started like moving forward and then like that was fun um but that's th- funny what's crazy is like so that i guess like 
only freshmen and seniors can come in right now, and then sophomores and juniors are on Zoom. So it was like the, the campus was like empty Weird. as fuck. And it was actually when we got there, it was kind of scary because every time I get to a college campus, you know, you see the campus thriving. There are like people yeah. out tanning, reading books on the lawn, like running around playing frisbee. But you get there, it's like a fucking ghost town. And then Shit. it's just like me doing comedy. So that was like really, really weird. But uh, yeah, I thought it was just weird because the, all the freshmen there, this is all they know. Like I was talking to yep. them and they're like, yeah, I just, well, technically I graduated, but we didn't have a graduation. We, we didn't have a prom. So basically I stopped school in March and now I'm here at that Lebanon sucks. Valley College. And they're wearing masks and like they can't really party. Although that's not really because they're not allowed to. There's just nothing there. Like a lot of them are just like, I was like, what do you guys do on the weekends? They're like, we go to Walmart. And they were dead serious. Damn. They hang out. Yeah, and I was like, what do you do then? They're like, just everything that the store has to offer. I was like, all right. (laughs) Yo, we're going to hit up plumbing, okay? We're going to hit up home decor, all right? That was fun, and uh, I did did 40 minutes, and that was hell, but uh, it was was good. It it was fun. I I feel that, you know, oftentimes we talk about Zoom shows as, like, doing... doing the treadmill in space just to make sure that yes, your muscle doesn't atrophy. Kind of going. Outdoor yep. shows, to me, felt like running with ankle weights because the yes. laugh, <clears throat> the laughs, like, sometimes I'll do a joke and I'm like, where, where did that go? Like, did that, yes, <laughs> you know, like, yes, it just yes, kind yes, of just disappears. It just disappears. Also, it's at night, so when I, when I bombed, you could actually hear crickets and I'm like, this is disrespectful. <laughs> I actually asked the teacher, I was like, can you just go around and exterminate all the crickets, please? Because that's really rude for me uh, yeah, as a performer. Yeah. There's nothing uh, as bad as uh, as uh, as bombing and then you hear the sound of cicadas, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, huh? Anybody else? Yeah, I don't want to, like, bomb and then feel like writing a haiku about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, <laughs> summer is ending. Ah. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect, perfect time for suicide. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I just take the mic cord and I kill myself. That's fine. Oh Anyways, so, shout outs to uh, Lebanon Valley College. Thanks for um, having me out there, and um, you know, hopefully, LVC. I hope you didn't get too drunk last night at the at the Walmart. Who you know? So, hey, hey, blue light special. You know, wait, that's special, Kmart. Man. Go ahead, that's Kmart. Anyways, uh, let's let's get into it with our guest, man. Who's our guest today, Mike? Uh, our guest today is well, man. I'm I'm pr- pretty stoked. We've known this dude. We've actually known this dude. I was thinking about. It. We've known this dude for a minute now. Well, you and, and I have uh, been like kind of creeping on him for a minute, and then, we have. We've been creeping then, on him then, for a minute <laughs> because whenever again, all Asian comedians know each other. We're all like one step away from each other. Yes, uh, we, we're all like I'm like one step away from I'm actually I'm you pretty know sure I'm Ali Wong. Away. I know Ali Wong. I don't think she knows me, but right. I know her. Yeah. <laughs> but we're all st- we're all like one step away from each other, and we can tell anywhere in the world when another one rises up. We're yeah. like we get the scent. <laughs> like Fumi and I, we were like working, and we stopped, and I was like, "Do you feel that?" And, he, and you're like, "Yes." Is this like the uh, another stamp- comedian? Is this the stampede yeah. scene from Lion King? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like just, the, like the things on my desk are shaking. It's like, oh my god, everything's shaking. I was like, what is who that? Is that? Yeah. It's Uncle so, Roger. <laughs> it's a, it's another comedian. So we've seen this. We've we've been we've been watching this dude for a minute, and uh, we uh, and this dude stand up is a stand up comic like us. Um, uh, host of the Rice to Meet You podcast, which may be going through uh, a change, but it, you know, podcast host, uh, YouTube TikTok star. Okay, star. This is the first. We know a lot of people on TikTok and on YouTube who are like, "Hey, they're getting there. They're getting somewhere." But this mm-hmm, dude's mm-hmm. got awards for it. Okay, awards. Yes, YouTube awards. Mm-hmm, awards. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. This is and and of course, uh, this is Uncle Roger's secret identity. 
I'm so excited to have him. Give it up right now for Nigel Eng. Hey, hello. Thanks for having me. I'm a big fan of the pod. I'm a patron also. Oh, you shit. Are. Which is <laughs> so yeah, weird. I am. Which is so weird. That there's no there's no reason to do that. There, But, you know, well, now we got to do it back to you. But I feel like this is like... No, the, you don't have to. No. I feel, you that, I feel this, this is the equivalent of the Asian paying the check thing now with Patreon, right? It's like, <laughs> I got no, your Patreon. I will Patreon you. Patreon you. And we're like eventually Patreoning each other like $2,000 at a time. Yeah. We're just like, fuck, man. <laughs> this is bullshit. Uh no, this is awesome that you're here. Uh, you're all the way. You're in, you're in London, right? Are you in London? Yes. Or like yeah, yes. in the area. Uh, um, London. Thanks for for doing this. Uh, it's it's early. It's early for us, but not 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 early for you. Yeah. So it's 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 cool for you to come here. Um, I don't know. There's so much to like get into. Uh, I mean, first of all, do you you have you know? Let's just start just just easy. Um, you know, there's we've been doing some live shows here in New York City, like on rooftops and. And I, you know, everyone agrees. I feel they suck. Uh, I don't. I don't think I've seen anyone do really good on one. You know, like they, like the best you can do is sort of like, oh, that was like pretty okay. You know, um, and it's just like the energy just disappears. Fumi goes out there. He literally hears insects uh, uh, clapping back at him. <laughs> yeah. Have you been? Have you been doing any live shows? Because you've been doing stand up for a minute. Yes, uh, I haven't. I haven't done like outdoor shows yet. I've got a few booked, but since you two kind of blew up recently, I was I got too busy, so I dropped out of them. Oh shit! But <laughs> since... Oh shit! Yo, fuck stand up. Yeah, damn, that's no, a no, flex. No, no, no. <laughs> I missed that up a lot, but like you said, it sounds like a terrible proposition. I've done uh, stand up at music festivals before. Those are outdoor gigs. Oh god! I know how terrible they are. Oh my god! What's that yeah. like? Imagine like Lollapalooza and then there's a stand-up comedian before Whoa. the national. Wait, did, that kind of thing. Which fest? Did you like Glastonbury or something? No, I, I, I wasn't big enough to do Glastonbury <laughs> yet. But smaller <laughs> festivals around London. Uh, but I mean, the concept's the same, right? It's terrible. Either right. you're on the main stage. Which is, okay, comedians don't get to play the main stage. You get to play like a little tent <laughs> next to the main stage. Yep. So yeah, yep. I remember I was up on stage and now I could hear Sigur Ross playing in the background. <laughs> oh my god. The Icelandic I was like, hey guys. That's yeah, amazing. Food here sucks. Why is it so bad? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, outdoor comedies, it's it's no good, man. I mean, I think the difference between I think it's actually better now because back then when you're doing the the, the live show, it's like you're at this tent. Right, you're you're trying your best. You're excited. You practiced. You know, you bombed so many times to get here. You're trying your best, but the audience are like, "Oh, that's is that Sigaross? Like, too bad we couldn't get tickets for that. Who's this fucking Asian guy?" Right, but now <laughs> yeah. the scenario is different because these kids and other outdoor shows, they have yep. nothing going on, and they yeah, actually they feel like on. they feel like they're in on something. They feel like they're in on oh, some like point. Vice article. They're like, "Ooh, like I'm in on the secret <laughs> show." So even they're a lot more forgiving. Like even if it doesn't go well, because a lot of people are writing new quarantine jokes. If it doesn't go well, they're like, "No, no, no, I keep going." So you know, yeah. yes, I did hear crickets, but I also there was hope. You know, but for you. <laughs> It was just you like Icelandic Gorgorian chants in the background. <laughs> yes. and you, you see yeah. that? Stand-up comedy is great when you have no other options. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah, the... Yeah. There you go. Okay, then. Yeah. So, Nigel, when, when, when did you start... Because you've been doing... Did you start with stand-up or did you start with something else? Or like yeah, were you a concert guy? Stand-up, yeah. man. 2011. That's when I started. Woo-woo. Dang. In I, was, I went to University. I went to Northwestern University. 
In America? In the US, yeah, yeah. In oh, America, you did? Yeah, Evanston, oh, Illinois. I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. Oh, look at you. Look at you. Yeah, you should have Wikipedia at me before you interviewed me, you know? <laughs> hey. <laughs> we, we, you know what? I, 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 I saw we had we had our producer Wikipedia you, and I saw that you went to Northwestern. And I assumed this this was like, you know, like Lebanon Valley College, okay? You know what I'm saying? Like it's something not actually in Lebanon. In, in London? There's like, no way he went to North. <laughs> yeah. There's no way this dumbass went to Northwestern. Uh, I assume this is outside of Bristol, you know? Whatever. <laughs> um, okay, so you started in uh, in in uh, in Illinois. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, so I would take the train down to Chicago to do open mics there. Wow, Ooh, do you remember? It's a long, long ass train, man. Did you in the cold? Did you come up with God. anybody who's famous now? Because from 2011, I feel like uh, this. Yeah, there's a like, bunch of people. Maybe like Beth Stelling. Is, is I didn't come up with her when I started open micing in Chicago. I, I only did it around the college circuit in Evanston first, but then when I started going down in Chicago regularly, it was 2013, 2014, and Beth was already quite established. So yeah, I've seen Beth. Selling before Cameron Esposito, I've seen her like work work out new material at open mics. Oh my god! Like Jabuki's from out there. He's like a Twitter god now. No, I don't know Jabuki. Uh, I've seen um, Chris Red do a few sets. Oh, oh okay. wow! He was already super funny back then. So I was, I was he's like, oh, the he's on SNL, good. right? Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow! Yeah. Look at your little um, cohorts. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. Uh, wow, I, I want to ask you this. Um, so you, you started doing stand up, and then like, when did you get into the content stuff like because because i know that uncle roger recently blew up but we when we mm -hmm. were when we, mike and you i were, were doing yeah yeah we were creeping on you like in 2017 you were already getting like a decent amount of views on your instagram videos and you yeah, were doing on like instagram sort of comedic and on youtube videos and, and i was stuff. like Who? yeah i was just wondering like when did that happen is that did you start that like only a couple years after comedy or was this like a you know uh a more um strategic thing where you're just like okay stand up is fun but nothing is happening so let me try youtube kind of thing uh, I think I only started making content in 2019. So last year, January. So wow, 2017, we I wasn't Fumi. even putting up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We got nothing. So This podcast has been around since 2018. We got nothing. Yeah, right. Yeah. So wait, so you start you started making content, but like yeah, uh, in 2019, uh, like consistently, consistently, and, and like proper proper content, not just like oh a picture of my sandwich, you know that that, that <laughs> I mean that's content too, but that's content that doesn't serve anyone any any value. Mm. But I started because uh, out of necessity, really, in the UK, the scene here. The, to progress in the scene, the, the, the traditional route is uh, you 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 get good, and then you bring an hour up to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which is I don't know how familiar you are, yeah. but they say it's a comedy festival, but it really isn't. It's more like a theatrical, artsy festival, and I, I absolutely hated it. Everybody's show had really? like a... It, yeah, every, every, every comedy show there, most, 90%, I would say, are like, they treat like a theater, theater piece. Right. Mm. It's an hour, it's loose and flabby, and then in the middle, <laughs> there's an emotional part, uh. you know? Like, uh. Nanette, imagine if every show, every comedy show you went to was like Nanette. Right. Mm. Okay. There's a heart-wrenching, mm. sad part in the middle. And Nanette did it great, obviously. There are some really, really good ones. But it's just not what the kind of comedy I want to do. I just want to do like, you know, the American style. You just do an hour of funny jokes and yeah. people laugh. And people go home. They don't want to make them cry or... I don't want to make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When, when The Guardian starts reviewing comedy shows, you know you fucked up. Right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. The, the, they, they get the, the, the theater critics to review your show like it's a piece of theater. It's like, oh, right. there's no arc. The arc is weak. Oh, this is a comedy show, man. So mm. <laughs> the arc. So what? So why did you have to do make content in order because of the fringe? What does that? What do those have to do? Because I I I know that wasn't the route for me. Oh, oh I, see, yeah, I see. I knew I wasn't that kind of like artsy the theatrical comedian. I I knew I wasn't gonna write in the net, you know. 
So I, I knew that if I just go up there, if you go up there and just be funny for an hour, you'll top out at three and a half stars. And unfortunately, reviews really? do, okay. do play a part to get producers in to come see you, commissioners in to come see you. They, they go to the, follow the hype, right? So I realized, yeah. okay, this is not the route for me. I did it once. I got a couple four stars, which I was quite lucky about. Yeah. But you know, it's it's not a it's not a good uh, route for me. So I was like, okay, let, let's let's uh, re-strategize. How else can I um, win a fan base? Mm, so that's why it. I started making content. Yeah, so you started making content then. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, uh, this so so just so people know, this this is your real accent, the one you're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you talk normally. Yeah, we code switch, right? Asian, <laughs> do, don't we all code switch? When I go back to Malaysia, it's this with some Malaysian inflection, some mm. Malaysian slang. But yeah, I'll say 90% of the time, if I, well, if I live in the Western world, then it's this all the time, unless I'm talking with my Malaysian friends in London, then that's, we, we amp it up the Malaysian-ness a bit. And we do it just because it's a sort of like, you feel closer to the other person, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yo, I, wanted to ask you, yeah. I wanted to ask you about yeah. that. Like, so you went to school in America, you live in the UK now, but you have the, the Malaysian heritage. Like, can you just kind of quickly walk us through, like, where, where were you born? Where'd you grow up? And like, you know, how, like why <laughs> yeah, are you dude, Whenever and, I talk to like a, an Asian person who are who's from the UK, they're like, they're like, they got such an interesting backstory, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, we came over here with the Mongols, and then like my dad came <laughs> on horses with, <laughs> on a ship, and and then like they met at like a fried chicken shop, and like you know, I also went to boarding school in Australia, and I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? So like, yeah, what yeah. is like the whole story, man? Uh, it's not that interesting, really. I grew up in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, the capital of uh, Malaysia. We call it KL. Locals call it KL. I grew up there uh, for twenty first Shouts. twenty years of my life. Then I was lucky enough to get a scholarship from the government to go study in the U.S. So I did that. Whoa! And then uh, U.S. two thousand ten to I was born in ninety one. Went to the U.S. in two thousand ten to two thousand fifteen. Two thousand fifteen, I moved to the U.K. for a lady. Oh, uh, no, we are not together anymore. So yes, oh, we're going to yes. get, we're gonna get into that. We're, we're going to get, get into that. that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 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 Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Yeah, so I moved here in 2015 for her and also because she, she's European and I realized I want to do stand-up in English. So the UK seems like the, the next, uh, the, the best choice in terms of like hassle and just yeah. knowing the language. And yeah, that's just my, my life story. It's not that interesting, really. I just go wherever other people tell me to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, so were you planning to stay, I mean, when you were doing stand-up and everything, were you planning to like, okay, you know, first of all, did you know right away, okay, I gotta, this is what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do stand-up. And then second, were you planning to stay did you want to stay in the U.S. really, or were you kind yeah, of like, yeah. I'll go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hope to make it back there one day yeah. because I think, I mean, stand-up is ultimately an American art form, right? And you guys don't do not do the, as much of the artsy shit, which I hate. So I would uh, love to yes. <laughs> make it, make it I love it. back there one day. Actually, yes, I, um, I, I did a, um, so I went to the London in like fucking 2016 or something. I was brand new at comedy. I went there for work. For like a yeah, remember, fucking yeah. meeting with Mastercard or some shit, and I left my oh my coworkers were like let's get a drink after the meeting. And I was like fuck you guys, you guys are boring. And I went to an open <laughs> mic in the UK, and it's interesting you bring up the artsy thing because I the first thing I noticed is like in a, in America like there's this thing called like the alt scene, which like they do a little bit more like artsy kind of more interesting non traditional yeah. comedy. There's a whole scene for that. Um, mm -hmm. But if you go to like a regular show or mic, like it's a good mix. But in the UK, like. Every other person brought like a bag of clementines on stage and like put it on their head or whatever. Like I, I still remember. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I was like, oh, this is so interesting. I remember like 
I still remember one joke. I don't know if you know this guy. This one guy's joke still like uh, is burned on the back of my brain. This guy, he was like a deadpan guy. He brought up a uh, picture of a mantis, a praying mantis, and he was like, "Did you know that?" Uh, he said it like in his deadpan voice. He was like, "Did you know that um, when praying mantises have sex, they die?" And then he looks at the picture and he goes. Hat virgin and like that's that's the kind of shit like it was a bunch of that shit and I was like oh this is so interesting like it's really really interesting so I could totally see how I, yeah you may have felt like yeah you wanted to kind of stay in the U.S. because you're like I don't feel like putting onions up my butthole or whatever on stage yeah no I I, <laughs> yeah. I have I mean you know now I now I know I knew that we were like in the same industry but now I know we're brothers because whenever somebody just from you saying i hate that artsy shit i'm like yes thank you i I don't i hate it when you know i'm saying i hate like all that you know let me talk about my childhood and oh man related to clementines and blah blah you know (laughs) no tell me a funny joke about uh any it could be anything shoes whatever the fuck it is you know i'm saying like that's really what that's that's what it's all about yeah you know it's it's not just even i hate that people do that i also hate that people like that (laughs) that's even worse isn't it (laughs) (laughs) they they rave about it man holy shit Yeah, yes, like yes. groundbreaking. If, yeah, you, if you describe no. a comedy show as groundbreaking, that is not funny, is it? The, you know oh, that's, that's funny. That's, yes. that's, a, right. that's an interesting point because I mean I do like a lot of all comedy for sure, but it has to be funny, right? Like Tim Tim Robinson, yeah. Tim Robbins or Tom Robinson, he had that sketch show called "I Think You Should Leave." That's like alty, mm-hmm. but still very very funny. Nah, but but sometimes yeah. there's a there's a lot of people in New York or like in, in, Instagram comedians who like I swear to fucking god they call it like I feel like w- white guys. Um, like the only thing they've got left is alt comedy because they can't really like talk about shit anymore or whatever. But a lot of times, like their definition of alt is they just kind of act like, I swear to fucking God, like so many alt comedy today is like a white guy acting like he has a, like a mental disability. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, <laughs> like that's all of it. He's just like on the train being an idiot. And I'm like, this is funny. Like he's just mm-hmm. acting like he's got a fucking condition, you know? So like, I totally feel that when somebody yeah. reads, like somebody looks at that and they're like, fascinating but like this is brilliant when you say <laughs> when you say alt in the new york do you also have like the kind of emotional comedy type no. trope so like because I that's f- we get a lot of that here when they do an hour yeah. show 40 I've, minutes in okay yeah. and that's when i realize i've yeah. been wrong all along <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me actually first, i think i do that first of all yeah i would i would i would definitely watch an hour of of you doing turns like that uh nigel just like <laughs> and then i realized i was my own enemy you know like stuff where you like <laughs> revelations no i mean i feel like for me like uh i think maybe i know a little bit about this because in a lot of ways we're sort of spoiled because like the new york scene if you go to like most open mics and most shows it's like you got to do you got two minutes let's see what you got you got to just got to bang it out like give me five jokes in two minutes it's like as you know hit it as hard as you can but then you go to like other places and it's this is why i uh, i i always tell my wife this i hate spoken word I hate spoken word poetry. I fucking hate, that's Why? not poetry, dude. It's fuck. It's like a. It's 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 not rap. It's not real poetry. It's not funny. It's 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 just like hello there. Let me tell you, birds. You know, like. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and people are like, yes, yes, yes. Oh my god, yes, King. I'm just like, what? It, but. Because like the Bay Area was very like that, and I and I, and you're right. I mean, I have seen really good ones, but like most people are not good. I guess that's how it's true for comedy. But you know, like um, that kind of 
where you're just like you can you can you can kind of just like get by with the certain art forms if you just kind of um play to certain like very emotional things and and mm -hmm. and i feel with like that's mm -hmm. that doesn't really work with stand-up you know like you can't just like scream your way to being funny you know what i'm saying you you yeah, can be yeah. you can scream and be funny but you can't just like do one thing and and kind of work with there so like i, I definitely understand what, what you're saying there um oh but, but you know like, what you know Let's yeah. let's bring it back to this thing you're talking about, Nigel. You know, you're like, oh, I don't mm -hmm. like this emotional shit. But guess what, buddy? What? You followed a lady to the UK. Ooh. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> yes. What yeah. happened there, buddy? What happened there? And, and why don't you talk about let's that? Get, let's, let's get emotional. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's get, get that turn going. Yeah. When did you realize yeah, I, I, you <laughs> were the problem? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah, I don't. I don't write a whole hour show based on that sob story about it. You know. <laughs> But uh, it, it was fine. I think we just um, got together really young, and then we grew apart. As we, you know, we got together really young, right? I think I met her when I was twenty-one, and she was nineteen. Oh, and then we just stayed together for like seven, eight, eight, eight nine years total. And then we just this uh, after a few years, we realized, oh, yeah, we've grown to be different people. So it's time, time to you know part ways. You're married. Damn. That's it, really. Yeah, I was married. Yeah, I was married to her. Uh, we met in two thousand eleven. We got married in two thousand fifteen. Uh, then we moved here and then it was fine for a few years and then afterwards I think comedy took over my life essentially yep. uh, <laughs> I, I spent more time with Adobe Premiere Pro than yep. I spent with her yep. so I was editing 20 videos <laughs> Adobe ruined my marriage you know <laughs> I feel like I, feel I paid like... 50 pounds a month to Adobe Creative Suite for them to ruin my marriage <laughs> I feel that could be that could be a, a new like a new uh, a new product under Adobe Cloud Adobe Divorce you know <laughs> how do I get divorced faster mm, you know which, yeah. which, which panel does that um, do you feel like um, do you ever have it's like when at least when I was starting out I sometimes wondered if the things that I observed as an Asian American person I don't I didn't know if like white people were gonna get it you know what I'm saying like I always thought that yeah. oh do I need to explain what a rice cooker is like just as an example before I even get to the joke about the do you, do you ever feel like that like oh I gotta like yep. set this up first or do you or do you find that like people actually are no kind of a lot you know uh, I think they're, they're both. I think there are jokes where you think they won't know, but they actually know. And then there are jokes where you think they don't know and they actually don't know. So yeah. I think for a minority comic, I think that's a little skill set minority, non-default race comics need to have is to yep. know how to explain it in like the shortest amount of time possible. Yep. And then st still let people understand it enough to start laughing at the punchlines. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I was thinking about that last night. I was, I was like writing, because when I'm like, paid to do an hour I basically have to do like every joke that I have that I'm okay with doing in public and some of them yes. are like kind of old stuff I wrote in, like 2016 yeah. and what's yeah. interesting if you're like an Asian comic or like I guess to your point like non-default race comic is yeah. you know at one point I was writing about like lack of representation and stuff and like some of that stuff is like no longer true so I'm like oh yeah. this joke like expired and it's not because it's not funny it's just like it doesn't make sense because it's not true anymore and I feel that like that's happening to a lot of my catalog, which is like kind of cool. But I feel like that's like a pretty unique thing for like Asian comedians, especially because like, I feel like stuff in our communities are like it's happening so fast um, and slow at the same time. But like, yeah, that's like the the I think I just feel like we're always like constantly adapting to the new norm and yeah. commenting on the new. Isn't thing. that good though? If your lack like, of representation joke is out of date, that means you have representation now. Yeah, you but know? I'm an asshole, so I was like, ah, oh, I wish we still didn't have Asians in movies. So I can <laughs> I use know, this right? joke so like, that is yeah. 45 this seconds long. This was a really long. good. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was a good solid B plus joke, okay? You know, and now I can't do it anymore because the race did so much better. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, um, do you think there was like you know, a, a? Do you think it was like a black comedian who like was against the civil rights movement because he's like, my bit, yeah. my bit's gone. No, my beautiful bit. Now we, no, now we have, yes. no, now we can vote. This sucks. Uh, um, I, I, I remember I. Um, DM'd you like a, a, a while back and I was just like, you know, because I saw you were doing all this stuff and I'm always interested in how like comedians make money because it's so difficult, oh. right? Because like we, we like, I know, you know, and uh, you remember this? I, re- I asked you and I was like, yes, how do I you make this, money? You just asked them that? That's what you said? I was like straight up. Like, <laughs> well, I don't remember exactly the wording, but I was like essentially like, because, you know, like you and I, like how do you transition from... You know, oh, okay. I'm. Mm-hmm. I got a day job, and I got a. You know, but I'm also doing all this other shit. I. It's like unsustainable. You know, I have right, like. Right. It feels like sometimes you have like two or three careers going on at the same time. You know, yeah. so I was like, there's got to be a, a mm-hmm. point where you're like, okay, well now I can switch over. So I just wanted to get, you know, your thing. You remember this, Nigel? Yeah, I remember this. I remember, uh, Mike, you sent me like a one sentence uh, question and then I just vomited out all the my income streams to you. <laughs> am I being helpful here or am I just bragging to you? No, him? not at all. I mean, that's what I wanted. I knew I knew yeah. that, you know, I was I hit upon something because sometimes you just ask somebody like, hey, you know, what do you think about this? And then they just like go on like a 30 minute tirade yeah. about it, <laughs> yeah. which is what you want because you know they've been thinking about it. But yeah, I mean, like, so before... You, it sounded like you could actually you were doing okay just with stand up. You could you could like make money doing there just just enough to kind of like live. I went full time in September of 2019, mm. six months before the pandemic. Really, so, fantastic. Uh, was it a great time? Um, but I would say say first, it's a little bit easier in the UK compared to the the US, especially New York. Uh, in the, the UK, first of all, it's a sm- way smaller country. Right, you can go. I can go to the second largest city, Birmingham, in a, mm-hmm. a night train. I, I get off work at five thirty, six, and I take a train. I'm at Birmingham seven thirty for an eight p.m. show. Wow! And I do okay. that, and I can take the same train back uh, the it. same night, and I'm back in my bed. Um, and also, the UK seat on the circuit. Um, not not t- so talking about tour shows and like your your head, uh, your your name under the marquee. I'm just taking like comedy club, uh, circuit shows. It's more egalitarian. So mm. in the US, you have host feature headliner, right? And headliner yep. takes away like as much money as he, he takes cut off the door, right? Which can right. be a lot. But the feature gets what? 75 to 150? Mm-hmm. That kind of around that amount. And then mm. you have your MC gets, I don't know, a bit less than that. 100, 200 maybe? Yeah, that, that kind of thing. So in the UK, uh, on the club night, on the club circuit, it's very, you usually have one host and then three acts. Everybody does the same amount of time. Everybody gets paid around between two hundred to three hundred pounds. So you were doing stand up, but you were, you also had like some sort of a social media presence. You don't you didn't have a million subscribers, but you had a decent amount. Like was that? Yeah. I just you know you're the first influencer we're talking to. Like, is that? Yeah. You don't have to tell me how much, but like, is that like? Are you making enough money to just live off that? Because I have a lot of friends who are just like influencers, and I can't tell if they're still living off their parents' money or like if three hundred thousand followers is enough to like mm-hmm. eat and live the lifestyle that they live. Uh, first of all, I, I'm not an influencer, uh, but I'm more of a comedian, right? And, well, Damn, I, I apologize on behalf of the I podcast. Apo- <laughs> Jesus. How dare you? It's Well, I say that because I think the distinction is important. I'm not very advertiser-friendly mm. in the sense that an influencer, if depends on your niche, right? But most influencer niches tend to be quite profitable. So they would go like a, the makeup niche. 
So right. people who follow you are already have the intention of buying. Uh, 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 uh. So that's why they can make a living through like influencing, posting a nice photo of themselves holding like Sephora, a Sephora bag, and yeah. then they get paid a couple grand for that. For that. Yeah. So that I think that it's possible to make a living like that. Yeah. But as a comic, if you want to monetize through content, it's less that kind of route unless unless you're super hot you know and you, you are super into skincare you can make it funny hey then man great. i've seen your thirst pictures okay you know someone, <laughs> someone was, someone's been doing ab ripper okay there you go uh, hey man if you have abs i highly recommend you use that to plug your podcast because our <laughs> listens jump so much really and it's not even at that point we didn't have youtube yet so it's just an audio medium but that picture drew people to watch uh, to listen to the podcast that is so funny People are Seriously. just like, yo, these abs make a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yo, can you imagine being in like a marketing meeting and they're like, yeah, should we like try to do something with social media? It's like, no, please do some crunches right now. And yeah, let's like, do some crunches. Uh, okay, it so, helps, man. It helps. It helps. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah, continue with your, 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 your whole thing. Yeah. So, when I, before Uncle Roger blew up, but all of last year, I think I was hovering around uh, 40 to 30 to 50k followers on Instagram. I was I was decent. I had a small following on Instagram uh, because I I made content that's uh, I mean it's the stuff the kind of jokes I do already, but it's like very Asian focused, and mm. I kind of had more of a concentration on that that type of topic. So I just started working with like these big, big Asian meme pages, and they right. helped me repost my stuff on mm. on their page for a fee, and that that's how I really grew. And a couple of things went semi viral on Instagram, so that's how I built that uh twenty to fifty k following. Uh, that, that was last year, but I didn't get paid a single cent for it. In fact, I actually lost right. money because I had to pay the meme pages to, to post them. my stuff. Whoa! Yeah. I didn't even know yeah. that was a thing. That's kind of cool, dude. See, Fumi, yeah, this is why. It. See, this is why I hit him up. Because he is, he went to Northwestern. Okay, <laughs> he was, he's, look at him. Look at him thinking laterally. You, you know, like I, I always joke with Fumi that like we're we we won't be successful because we think too much like comedians, which is yes. just like let's just write some jokes until we're famous, which yeah. does is not how it works. Yeah, it, it really it's has the old to be. model, you know. But it's it's yeah. it's important. You need that too. You do need but that. I, yeah, but yeah. it's better if you have abs and you have a good marketing <laughs> and, and, and strategy and a business acumen. Yes, <laughs> and a business acumen. <laughs> But uh, yeah, because you know, nowadays, yeah. like nowadays in the UK, there's a big uh, stand-up show that usually ma- you use to make people's career. Right? It's called Life at the Apollo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's like, but it's the UK. It's not like the 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 the, the American version where it's like all the urban urban uh, night. But it's more right. of a it, it makes people's careers, right? Yeah. But now I think Life at the Apollo doesn't do anything anymore. Now getting featured on Nine Gag and Lat Bible, that's the new Life at the Apollo. Oh mm. shit! You know what I mean? Yes. It, 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 your followers just jump up so fast because the, there's no me- change in medium. You know, you watch yes. something on TV, you have to pick up the phone and there's a switch from TV to social media, right? So that's Damn. friction. But if you see something on 9gag and your handle's tagged in it, it's one tap and then they are your profile and then they scroll down, they see, oh, he makes content. That's a follow right there. So how did you come up with like Uncle Roger as a thing? Because like, you know, it seems like a very fleshed out character already. I, I, had, a, I had seen... Before the big viral uh, rice one, I had seen another one where you were <clears throat> kind of like talking about um, how you're the, you know, Uncle Roger's divorced and he's got his cell phone <laughs> and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah. this is like, this is like really specific. I feel like I know an uncle like this, even even if I don't have an uncle like this, you know. So how did you kind of like craft this? Were you, were you sort of like, what's my future look like? <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Honestly, his attitude is already is is kind of me already. I, I am that kind of curmudgeonly uncle persona. But it started from my, my podcast with my my co-host. She writes uh, Evelyn Mock. She writes sitcom scripts. Right? You guys met her before. Yes, you, you've yeah, done yeah, our yeah, pod before. Thank, yes, you for, yeah. thank you for doing that. Yeah, she writes. Uh, she wrote a sitcom and she said, "Oh, I wrote a character who's a real estate agent based off of you." And then his name is Roger. So I just kind of took it and ran with it. I was, oh, what would Roger say? And what would an Asian uncle? Yes. Who sells uh, sells apartments? What would yes. he say? He would this just try amazing. to rip people off, essentially. Mm, you know? <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. yes, 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 yes. Go ahead, keep going, keep going. Yeah. I love this. I love this. I, I, so I, I feel. Sort of, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so just started riffing on the podcast. Said, oh no, that, that that used to be murder here. That's butt on wall. But don't worry, don't worry. I clean up for you. Just buy. Just <laughs> just rent. Yeah. Don't worry. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I, because I feel, Asian. It, yeah. I grew up in an Asian environment. You go to the market. Say, everybody is yes. trying to rip, not rip you off. But they're trying to make a sale. Yeah. Make a sale. Yeah. Right. Yes. So they'll turn everything into a positive. So I think if you bring that type of character into the Western world, I think that's a lot of funny to be mined there. So I just started riffing on the podcast and then. The way I work is when I come up with something new, I try to do like short clips first, hence yes. the TikTok, Instagram, 40 second, one minute clips to kind of get used to the character. So I did like maybe three or five of those. And then I did the egg fried rice one, which uh, that, that was the one that took off. So that, that's how I usually work. It's easier to make something a 40 second thing to, to iterate, right? To see yeah. it, proof of concept. Do people actually like this guy? Mm. And the first video I posted on TikTok, that, that kind of blew up really fast too. Got a million views overnight. I was like, okay, people seem to like this character. They find him funny and kind, but sassy at the same time. And yeah. Asians can relate to it because it's, um, it's a character based on my life experience, right? Uh, and so, okay, let's let's try to see if I can uh, do more of this character. So, hence the YouTube stuff. Wow. So, um, you know, I I remember I saw that uh, the the rice one, and then uh -huh. I DM'd you, and I was like, "Yo, this one is super funny." Uh, in particular, right? You know, uh, along with you know, along with all the other stuff. But like this one in particular, I was like, "You really like hit something here," and you're like, "Yeah, it seems people seem to like it." And then I remember like the next day. Like it was on I, I, the the first time I think for me I the, the tipping point I saw was sort of like somebody had posted on Twitter and that like yeah spread it through everything and then it's something put someone put it on Reddit you know like did you yep. were you like surprised at like oh this is like really going crazy oh, yeah. or you you know what I'm saying or <laughs> yeah. was it like okay this is cool or or you know what, what was going through your mind. I was surprised and I still am super grateful that it went viral on every single platform, Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, everywhere. And then it got picked up by news outlets. Oh, I shit. I was in newspapers in Hong Kong, South China Morning Post. They yeah, interviewed you? On, yeah, yeah, they interviewed me for an article I was in Variety. It's crazy. Whoa. Yeah, if there's a, a, a internet's favorite uncle, that kind of, that kind of article. I was in SBS, Seoul Broadcasting Station. I think that's what it stands for, a Korean news outlet. Yeah, they had Korean a whole news. 10 minute segment on me. 10 minutes? Uh, that's like that's yeah. like nine times. That's like longer than the actual video. They could have just shown the whole video. <laughs> well, they had other segments who they interviewed like chefs in Korea, uh, Indian chefs, like, do you actually <laughs> cook rice like this? Yeah. And then Taiwanese, there's some Taiwanese pop stars that I grew up listening to. He, the, uh, David Tao made a reaction video. Oh, shit. Uh, 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 yeah, reacting to my thing. And I was like, holy shit, I grew up listening to your songs. I sang your songs like karaoke, and now you're reacting to my video. It's crazy. Uh, I left that comment on his YouTube channel, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it just, it just was insane. It, I, I, yeah, I think it's... Um, maybe Rice is quite relatable, and uh, I'm glad that the character, uh, people seem to relate to him. Yeah. I have half my fans are Asians from Asia. Mm -hmm. So that's how you know. That's how I know. I hit like the the, the mannerisms, the details are accurate. Yeah. Well, that's what, say, I have an uncle like that. You know. That's what. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I wanted to see. Like, what is it about that character? Do you think 
makes it so makes it pop because i feel like and and we're going to talk about this is that like yes it could be very easily be a you know uh like a like a caricature or something like that but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like that it feels like there's a lot of little details like the polo shirt the 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 way you put your leg up um yep the um uh uh you know the the cell phone like the little things mm-hmm. that like you kind of pick up on you know like how you're always saying he's he's kind of pushy but he's not like he's not he's not like uh you don't get a sense from him from me that he is a bad person he's just kind of like he's kind of sad on the inside a little bit <laughs> you know <laughs> and i feel like i personally i feel i know um uncles who are like this you know like you know in particular one uncle who's kind of like he's very he's very angry he you know is very critical of stuff but he's very lazy at the same time you know he's like uh you know like what do you think it is that kind of resonated you know with all these different kinds of audience because like there's a lot of people in the west also like it i think i think it's all of the above really this and and we we'll talk about this later, I assume. But I mean, the accent definitely yep. makes it funnier. We we can't we we shouldn't uh, discount that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And because I I know because I've made rice videos before and they never popped off that hard. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. In, in, in this voice, yeah. yeah. So the accent definitely makes it funnier. The all all the details is is modeled after people I've saw at Kopi Tiams in Malaysia, co- uh, coffee shops in Malaysia, like the like in rural Malaysia. You go. I I, I grew up around the, those environments. It's like the kind of uncles, the know-it-all middle-aged Asian men who just sit there a little bit arrogant. They're ultimately very kind and nice, but they have this like know-it-all personality. Uh, the way I speak, the repetition, that's very familiar. The, the way I repeat my words, the way the English is broken, yeah. that's that's how I spoke when I was growing up in Malaysia before um, I learned proper grammar. The words I use, hi-ya is, you know, it's Malaysian slang. In Cantonese, in Hong Kong, in China, in Taiwan, it's ayya, A-I-Y-A. Mm-hmm. But in Malaysia, it's hi-ya, so people know there's authenticity there. I would say <laughs> the H, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm slowly going to introduce more Malaysian slang in there as well, because that's where the character's from. One challenge I have is Malaysian slang tends to have a lot of, like, foreign words in there, like la, la, ma. So there's a bit of a challenge to do an accent uh, without using the slang, which is why there's also a bit of Cantonese accent in, in the mix. Oh, it's an Asian there. accent, but specific, but with my own twist as well to make it a little bit more accessible. <laughs> dude, this sounds like you're describing yeah, like a, it sounds like you're, you sound like you're describing like a sweet cocktail. Like you're some hipster. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, you know oh. what? You got, you got flavors from all over the Asia, yeah, yeah. you know? It's, oh, it's delicious. Like, <laughs> yeah. Something from Kuala Lumpur, a little bit from Cantonese. <laughs> As you notice, the, the H, H on the I, yeah, right here? Mm. Is, uh, yeah. <laughs> Feel free to tell me if it, if it gets too boring and technical. No, but. no, no, no. It's, I, it's, it's, I mean, for personally, like, we're, we're very fascinated about it, by it. I mean, but you know, um, before we we talk about the accent thing, because that's like a really big thing. It's kind of great. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I understand. I know. We'll get into it. Yeah. The um, uh, you know, uh, Fumi warned me not to get too inside baseball, but I def we like we're <laughs> in the business of going viral, like getting famous, mm-hmm. right? Like that's mm-hmm. what stand up. Like if if there's if there's any stand up comedians who are listening to this who are kind of like trying to be like not not be like us, but like trying to make it like we're trying to make it you know for a long time it's like just be funny but then after a while you go you realize oh it's be famous that's like Mm -hmm. the thing and you know when we were looking at this this video like 
you know, we're interested in why is it, what is the thing about this character that makes it so that it works, you know, like, because it could easily not work and like be really bad. And, you know, like I showed my wife this video and she's like, okay, this is going to be so cheesy, like Asian accent guy with talking about rice, blah, 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 blah. And you, she watched it and she was laughing. She was loving it because I think because of all those little things, like the the, the, the H from this, and then like the, you know, like all those little things. Like we're, <laughs> the H from Kale. <laughs> we're we're interested in why it works, yeah. you know. So I I think it's I think it's cool. Yeah, thanks, man. And, and in terms of the the belt phone case, that's what my dad wears. That's yep. what a lot of my friends that I literally asked a lot of my friends send me a picture of your dad when I was doing my research on what what to dress him as. <laughs> so bright colored polo, such a common trope, man, across all Asian dads. Bright colors, stripey polos, but stripes don't work well on camera. So I just went with a solid color bright polo. Yep. yep. Yeah. So it's 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 literally people's dads and the leg on chair. That's how that's how I said when I was going. Up yeah, Malaysia. of course, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, let's fucking let's fucking dive right into it, bro. Let's just go into the belly yeah. of the beast. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we love this character. We want you to know that. We we want the listeners to know that. And and you know what? I think most people do because it got so many views. Like you know, you don't get six million views by people hating on it. But but you know, as hey, fourteen million. Fourteen now. million. Oh 14 god, million. it was six <laughs> million last week. That's insane. <laughs> I love that, Nigel. Kidding, I, kidding, you know, kidding, this is yeah. I, how I know you're a comic is because you're. Just, I know you're like checking it every three seconds and be like, oh, 15. <laughs> oh, yeah, we uh, are. We are I, I'm obsessed, yeah. You know, but I, I'm sure that you're also aware that there's like a little bit of pushback with this. I, you of know, course, I, I, yeah. I don't think it's a, a, a big population, but like, you know, Reddit mm-hmm. is, you know, how it is. And also the internet, you know how it can be. You know, I put shit yep. on there and people are like, not funny all the time. So it's, yeah. I get it, but yours is on a, on a much bigger scale and the millions, mine's in the hundreds. It's all good. I'm not crying. But uh, <laughs> what, what are your sort of of, I don't know, Mike. Do you want to get into the specific pushback, or do you want to just get the general reaction first? Like, what, no, what have I mean, you, heard you know, and- we we talked about this last week with Jay uh, Jordan as well, and you know, we, there was a Reddit thread. It's like, why do why do Asian uh, comedians or Asian American comedians why are they always doing the accent? So you mm-hmm. know, and, and and then there was another uh, Reddit post about just like, what do people think about? your uncle roger thing and i don't know do you did you read all these comments are, are you yeah, like yeah you know i'm aware, like for me, I'm aware. You're, yeah. you're aware at least you're aware at least yeah. and i feel there's like two things first um is the accent thing right were you nervous when you kind of put this out i mean have you gotten have you gotten like a lot of people go like hey, this is funny why are you doing this accent blah blah because because i was wondering for a while like is it funny because of the accent and i and I do think it's funny because of the accent, but because it's like a very specific one and it makes it makes the character, you know, the character mm-hmm. is funny. It's not just it's not just like randomly you kind of throw it out there. But at the same time, sometimes Asian accents are funny. Is that is that good or bad? You know, like, what do you think? Yeah, you know? I think uh, you know, as, a, as a creator and yeah, I, I've thought about this a lot, of <clears> course. Uh, I think the accent definitely enhances the, the comedy. Yeah, uh, I think there are some really, really good lines in there that I wrote. Every video, I sit down with my, my with Evelyn, my my podcast co-host, and then we, we sit down and actually write some jokes for it. So we actually like, we, you know, we write lines for it. So I think the jokes will work, you know, even without the accent. But the accent just makes it a, a lot funnier. So mm. I think that's point number one. We have to we have to uh, uh, concede to. Mm. Number two, I think uh, I, I my it passes my it passes my conscience. And for you know many reasons, I put it out there. I know you you have to do the socially responsible thing, right? If you do an accent, then you suddenly have to okay make sure that uh, things are above board. You're socially responsible. I think because of those details, and because I'm doing an impression of a character from my life experience, and it's detailed, it's accurate, uh, and the fact that it's accurate as evidenced by half my fans being Asians from Asia, mm. you know, it passes my conscience. That's uh, yeah, that's point number two. 
And number three, I, I also do get why Asian Americans get nervous. Uh, well, for context, I'm not an Asian American. I'm I'm, I'm a fob essentially. I'm yeah. Fob from Asia so I, I I do get why Asians in the western world get nervous right because you grew up you know maybe people yell at you from outside a moving car and they're like yeah ching chang chong go back to China so everybody has maybe people have a bit of that yeah so I would say a lot of the comments I see on the reddit thread where they say oh is Uncle Roger racist or is doing an accent racist a lot of it stems from what I call the white gaze you know yes. so I get all yes. academic but a lot like there's a common sentiment say oh when you do an accent white people are laughing at you not with you yeah that seems to be a very common sentiment right and i i would say i would say that's patently untrue nowadays i think there will definitely be white people who are laughing at you They'll just go oh chinese man speak like chinese oh very funny <laughs> right there's definitely going to be a, a, a people like people like that but i think that's a small minority now and you can see this based on the if you look at the jamie oliver reaction video i made is shared on right now it's on Lad Bible, which is you know the the big uh, aggregator page, right? And if you look at the comments there, if someone's laughing at just the Asian guy's accent, then they would the comments would be like, oh, Ching Chang Chong, Asian guy so funny, China man so yeah, funny, yeah. you know, be kind of things like that, right? right? But most of the comments are actually people quoting the lines, yes. the jokes I right. have, like oh, Mo, you can like I have a line in there, so uh, which I think is a pretty solid roast line, even without the accent. It's uh the the Jamie Oliver made the rice, and I say, oh, the rice is so wet, you can see your reflection inside. Like, Mulan's going to start singing <laughs> as she sees <laughs> this rice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right? That's, a, that's a, like a yeah, rose that's battle. Funny, that's funny. Yeah, that's it's a rose, rose battle line. joke, yeah, right? Got lines, so yeah. people, people are quoting that line, and people are also laughing at Jamie Oliver. Right. Because right. there are tons of comments saying, yeah, Jamie Oliver's a prick anyway, he did this, and yeah, I, I always never liked his stuff. So I think... Sometimes Asian Americans or Asians who grew up or born in the Western world, they have this, um, this uh, not insecurity, but this, this, this paranoia almost. Yeah. Well, paranoia is too strong yeah. a word, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, they, yeah. This fear of like, oh, if they laugh, it must be laughing at me. So there's a little of that white gaze influence worldview, mm, I think. So yeah. No, I, I, then, I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And then I think that's, the, that's point number three. And I think point number four, which is the most important part, I think, I think maybe it's time we need to have a bit more nuance when you look at these things because if you hear someone do an accent and you go, oh no, it's racist. That's the same way of, that's the same thing as hearing someone say the word black in their set and then they go, oh no, it's racist. Mm. So it's, it's the same mechanism involved, right? And when I say nuance, I mean, actually listen to the content of the words I'm saying, you know? I'm saying, I'm championing the Asian cause here, right? People are, white people be fucking up our food. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, you can also be racist without doing the accent. You know yes, what I mean? I've seen true. a few Asian comedians who never do the accent, but like they're putting our, our people down. I'm like, oh, I, I can't watch. I'd rather you do the accent and be pro-Asian. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great very point. And sound point. white and put Asian people down. That, that's even worse, I think. Yeah. And if, if you look at, in turn, from both a social standpoint and a comedic standpoint, from a comedic standpoint, yes, there are some hacky lines in there that are, because I mean, it's, it's an uncle after all, so he's going to make fun of vegans. And ve making fun of vegans is very uh, 10 years ago now, obviously. Yeah, right, so right, I, right, right. I admit that. But there are also some pretty original topics, original jokes, like, you know, the Mulan one's pretty good. When have you heard a joke about MSG? Yeah, right? uh, I haven't yeah, heard yeah. MSG jokes, induction stove jokes. So that's from a <laughs> comedy <Induction> stove. <laughs> you're you're in that line of work, induction Damn, stove. You getting in that? You getting in that? <laughs> stove comedy? Yeah, what? yeah. Dude, this is this is. Uh, first of all, thank you for sharing all that. That was like all so true, and there are a lot How? of things I didn't think about. Yeah. And also, yeah. like, 
you know, I've only talked about this Mike, who is an Asian American. I'm not an Asian American, really. And it's so nice to hear, like, a foreign aspect because, like, in a weird way, like, I'm kind of on the same page as you where it's like, I don't always freak out at the accent just because, like, I my parents spoke with a certain accent. It's not a generic accent. And I think that's, you know, you were doing an impression earlier of, like, a guy doing a hurtful Asian accent, which is... I understand why a lot of Asian Americans are upset that when you go like ho ho, any anything that starts with a ho ho, that is not true, right? Nobody fucking, yeah, yeah, no Asian yeah. person speaks like that, right? <laughs> but you don't, you don't do that, and so I, I, I do believe in the in the in the nuance aspect as well. And yeah, the the white gaze thing is interesting because again, I, I don't want to make this sound like it's the Asian Americans' fault because again, if they do have that fear or paranoia, it was developed for you know yeah the all the wrong like for terrible reasons and like i've gone through some of that myself but like there is a part of me that's like oh isn't it so sad that like you know i've been i've done so many like in new york i get to do shows in front of caribbean people spanish people um you know uh, local black audience in harlem and a lot of them are like you know you go to a spanish show they're fucking gonna do a jamaican accent or whatever like you know they're like whoever lives in that community the caribbean show i met you know and and they're like making fun of their jamaican auntie jamaican uh, whatever uh, nigerian comedians do the same thing and like people like it i've never seen anybody be like that's that's regressive to our culture you know and i it's it's sometimes i see that i'm like oh i wonder I couldn't really figure out, like, oh, I wonder why we can't do this uh, with Asian people or, like, Japanese, Chinese, Korean people, like, specifically and kind of get with it. But, yeah, I think I think everything you said totally totally makes sense, man. Yeah, first, uh, thank you for writing that essay. Uh, oh. like to, <laughs> yeah, yes. I so like prepped. the structure, okay, you know, thank it's supporting you. four supporting points and a closing statement. Very strong. I would have given you a five on the SAT writing portion. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I agree with you. I and I and and I guess from the Asian, from the representing all of Asian America, I understand uh-huh. definitely like the like ugh, you know like you're always afraid of like giving. I think this is why sometimes you're afraid as an Asian person of bringing white people to your house because you don't want to give them any more ammunition. You know, you're always afraid of like, oh, they're gonna make fun of me for you know, this or, or, or like the, the, what we, uh, the, the way my house smells or, or where the fuck it is. And, and like to introduce them to, you know, more of, to give them more things. Like I think an, a- an Asian person, a- an Asian American person might be afraid that like, Oh, is, is uncle Ro- is someone going to call me uncle Roger one day or something like that? Mm-hmm. Some, some bro is going to call me mm-hmm. that. And like, it's pro it, it might happen because you know, fucking, bros can be dicks and that that's like their thing so but at the same time i think that you you know the reason why this isn't um the same as just like a generic sort of uh racist stereotype is because of the specificity you know of, of mm-hmm. like this is coming from a specific spot um and and when you even read read through a lot of these um comments you know uh, people actually don't talk about the character the care people i think actually like the character it's just sort of like there's uh it, it really does co- have to come down to a lot of the accent stuff so uh, i think you're on to something with the character because i mean clearly you are right with 14 million views and uh and and it's it's uh, it, you know <laughs> it, it is like that white gaze where we're, we're still like i think as mm-hmm. we develop as like as we get more nuance as more content comes out you know asian american people will realize like i hope that you know there's we shouldn't think we shouldn't view it from what will white people think about it you know what i'm saying i, I think that's mm, running yeah. through a lot of this exactly we, what, what will white people think about this fuck white people okay like we yeah. got our shit that's right you know like we i want people to be white people to be a little afraid 
you know what I'm saying? I want I want Jamie Oliver's <laughs> people to call Jamie Oliver and go, did you see Uncle Roger's coming for you? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Have you yeah. heard from him? And the thing, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing you mentioned earlier about people, Asian Americans who fear, uh, somebody, they might be called, someone might call them Uncle Roger one day. It's like, yeah, legitimate fear, yes. But if someone's going to call you names, they're only going to call you some other Asian guy anyway. Without That's me. true. That's right. true. They're calling right. you Jackie Chan. If Without Uncle Roger, they call you Jackie Chan. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah. That's you guys really... are on the same level now. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were talking earlier, like, I think the other reason why they might be afraid is because this is true. Like, in in the past in America, nobody like a lot of people have done not done it the right way. Like it's it's a very yeah. regressive way of doing it. And I feel that you're in this like uncharted territory where you're like kind of doing you're doing it a, a lot better than people in the past. And honestly, like I can't really name another person doing the accent in like uh, an acceptable or like a funny, really funny way. So you might honestly be like one of the only people. So so I think you're you're like a trailblazer here, you know. And you're kind of like alone. <laughs> like nobody, like there there is no reference point. You know, your your reference point is like Ken Jong stand up set in the '80s, right? So they're they're comparing you to somebody who's like fucking thir- right. thirty years older than I, you. So I, I think yeah, like that was the, Peter Chow, big YouTuber. Peter, yeah. you know, Peter oh, people Chow? brought him up. I don't, I don't know who that was yeah. actually. Uh, I was a big fan of him growing up. Um, but yeah, thank you, thank you very much. And I think. About the white gazing, I want to add too. I think yes, a lot of the times you think, oh, what white white people say, what white white people think. But I think we, it's also important to see what people, Asian people in non-white gazy countries would think. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yep, and yep. the fact that I have, uh, I'm pretty big on Chinese Twitter as well. Hey. Uh, yeah, I have an account there, and yeah, they enjoy it. So I was like, because uh, Asians from Asia like it, I'm like, okay, so this relates so that they can relate to it. It's a, it's a, a detail, there's nuance. So. That's all good. Yeah. The yeah. um I think the 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 one analog that I can think of is uh Margaret Cho does her does an accent for her with her mom. And her mom as a character appears in her stand up a lot. She does a lot of like Margaret Cho. So Margaret Cho's uh-huh. mom, right? Yeah. And I think that's an example of like she's doing the accent, but it's clearly from her own experience. She's 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 talking about a character, which is her mom. And uh, why people don't do that one? They they don't like nobody's like you're Margaret Cho's mom, haha. You know, like yeah. that's yeah. it's it's almost it's 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 so specific that white people can't can't co-opt it because like it's it's too it's too down in like in in the culture. Do you know what I'm saying? Only you know like mm-hmm. and and I think by doing that you're able to you know make sure that there is no white gaze problem. You know, like no that you know the Margaret Cho's Margaret Cho's accent. Uh, when she does the accent, no, nobody gets on her for that, and rightly so because like it's 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 it works for the character and 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 it's like it's really her. If if you were to try to steal it, it you're like you're kind of you're, you're gonna fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's the same way with mm-hmm. with this. Like I I certainly can't do that accent. I kind of wish I could do that accent. I your your Uncle Roger accent because it's sweet. It's a sweet accent. Like I don't know what we shouldn't. <laughs> it's cool. I I think it sounds cool. Like it sounds like kind of like oh yeah you know. You know what? This guy definitely knows where the best food is. You know, I'm like, this is the dude you want to talk to for sure, right? Yeah. Can I add? Um. So, uh, so something related, but also not super uh, related to this is, uh, you know, my parents are all in Malaysia, right? So, yeah. I performed live in Malaysia for the first time last year, and I speak like this when I do stand up. I don't really yeah. incorporate the Asian accent into my act. If I want to do Uncle Roger live, I'll probably do him as like a whole show as a multimedia. Right character show but I haven't thought about that yet so when I did stand up in Malaysia last year I spoke like this on stage and my parents came 
They saw me, but it didn't really laugh because their English isn't that great. And when I speak in this neutral accent, it's quite Western and it's mm. quite fast. So they don't get it at all. But when they saw Uncle Roger, they understood everything. And my oh, sister sent me an Insta story. <laughs> they were all uh, sitting in the living room together. And my mom was laughing and dad was laughing when she put the, the rice through the colander. They were all laughing. And it was just, I, I teared up when I saw that. You know, oh because my the God. first time making an Asian parent laugh. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, Bro, this is your um, Edinburgh Festival submission, yes, right? Here. <laughs> and that's that when I realized <laughs> I was Uncle Roger all along. I was Uncle Roger the whole time. Yeah, dude. And then the lights fade to black. And then yeah. the lights fade to black. <laughs> Four stars. Yeah. And a bird fringe, baby. You made it. You did it. This is it. Hey. Oh, my God. There you go. Uh, Nigel, uh, thank you so much. Where can our listeners find you? What, what's what's going on with you in the future? Let them know. If you want to find me, I'm all the, on all the social media platforms under my handle at Mr. Nigel Ng. It's spelled M-R-N-I-G-E-L-N-G. Or if you search Uncle Roger, my stuff will come up. So find me on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all, all that stuff. And Chinese social media platforms as well. If you're a Chinese listener, I'm on Weibo and I'll be on Bilibili soon and Douyin as well. Uh, if you yeah, go. F I have a podcast called Rise to Meet You, which uh, if you search it in all your podcast platforms, uh, it's similar Asian theme stuff, but um, it's Asian people. We are both based in the UK, so there's a slight different flavor to it. But I'll say all the jokes in there, the funny parts are accessible to everyone, regardless of your culture. So go check me out on there. <laughs> the Asian podcast uh, disclosure. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> support, support our Patreon and support uh, Asian not Asians Patreon. You know, support all of our Patreons and future stuff. Honestly, I, I don't know. I want to go back on stage soon. Maybe do a tour next year if uh, things get back to normal and I become good at stand-up again. Come to the US, <laughs> so, bro. Come to the US. You're huge yeah, here. Man. Your you, work you can visa do is so hard to get, man. The what? So difficult. Your work visa oh, as an entertainer visa. is so difficult. Oh. You I have to be like a legit star you know, right, to, get, right, to qualify right. for it. We know a it, couple yeah. people who did it. Uh, Daniel Simonson. Daniel Simonson. Well, he yeah. had a sitcom in the UK. So oh. he is a legit Yeah, but star. you got Uncle yeah. Roger, bro. Yeah, bro. Honestly, huh? does the, he have the, the gold the, YouTube thing? Yeah, you the, know? I, I bet the TSA's guy. The TSA's guy's gonna know you. He's gonna be like, "Oh, get the yeah. get the fuck in here, dude." <laughs> I yeah, I hope so. I don't know because YouTube and YouTube stardom is still quite new. I don't know how it qualifies for like it's called the visa is called the O one. Yeah, right. An alien of extraordinary ability. So I don't know how much <laughs> they look at YouTube yet. So right. we'll see. Fingers crossed. I do want to go there. Hell yeah, yeah. definitely. You write in the application. Yeah. Your extraordinary ability is that you made your mom laugh okay that's like <laughs> no one none of i haven't done it Yo. fumi hasn't done it no one no no dude osama siddiqui does not his his mom hates him you know so there you just go just put an accent man put an accent and they Throw will an accent in there dude, dude try it that's, out. that's the uh, that's the asian avenger power you can make your yeah, own fan check this out <laughs> uh, uh, you, uh, fumi hit, hit hit him let them know where we, they can find us yes you can also find us on social media at asian not asian pod we're on Instagram. Please follow us. I'm also on all platforms at the Fumiabe, T H E F U M I A B E. And you can find me on Instagram at NicePantsBro. Please, please, please support our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Asian Not Asian Pod. We have bonus episodes every month. And then you, there's like a Facebook page. And you can like, you have direct uh, contact with us if you have any questions. And we love hearing from you. And we also guess your ethnicity uh, live on air on this show. So that'll be fun for you. Uh, Hack City is our uh, comedy show that we used to be weekly. Now it's every other week. Is it bi-weekly? I'm not sure what the actual word is. It's every other week. So we did it yesterday. So the next one, the next 
Friday, we're off, and then the next week we're coming back. So just again, go to AsianNotAsianPod.com uh, for tickets. It's free. It's a good time. Anyone from any country, anywhere in the world, could join. So please uh, come to that show. It's a good time. <laughs> Nigel's been on it. He he killed it. So uh, it's a good, it's good stuff. So um, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully we can uh, hang out soon. Um, or whatever, like what, once we get some vaccines and uh, you get your visa <laughs> or whatever yeah. the fuck it is. And, you know, who knows? We'll probably, maybe we'll come out there. We, we probably have like 10 to 20 fans in the United Kingdom. What do we you have think? like, <laughs> oh, there are these two uh, two girls that are like huge fans of us. They go to uh, Cambridge. They're like uh, oh. scientists or something. They're like, getting their PhD. They're, honestly, they're probably working on the vaccine because I haven't heard from them in a while. But, <laughs> <laughs> but one of them came to my show in Tribeca like not too long ago. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, just like uh, she was super nice. I, I forgot her name, but shout out to you. Uh, yeah, she's like a huge fan and like we took a picture and it was great. So yeah, I think we can just do it for those two people. I think that'd be just cool. Just two people. Yeah. Nigel, you can, you, yeah, you, you'll, you, you can headline our two-person show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, catch Nigel at the Edinburgh Fringe uh, probably soon. Oh, no, I'm not doing yeah, it ever again. 2022. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's it. Thanks again, Nigel. Uh, and we'll see you guys later. Bye. 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 Thank you.